What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, baby. Hello, my love. Is that as long as you can go? (laughs) I, uh... What's the longest you can hold a note? Well, I haven't done any breathing exercises yet today. Yeah, right off the bat. Okay. I bet you you're... I bet you you could probably do it longer than me. Okay, you want to go together? Uh, Yeah, sure. Okay. Okay. One... Where, what do we say? What okay, do, just any sound, any vowel. Yeah. Um, we'll go one, two, three, inhale, and start the sound at the same time, okay? Okay. Okay, one, two, three. Because you were making me laugh. That was really hard. <laughs> You're welcome for that, everybody. 
Um, morning sounds. Yeah, God. I, people just fucking <laughs> hate that. <laughs> I, um, I think that's a new segment. May have, have I been telling you how much I'm losing? Like, I can't breathe now? Well. During sex? Really? Is it all those cigarettes you've been smoking? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Uh, I will have you know, I haven't smoked a single single cigarette in my entire life. That's good. You I shouldn't. Know. No, I don't want to. <laughs> um, uh, what's going on with your lungs? What's going on with your breathing? Well, they're just they're shutting down. They're getting worse and worse. I can feel I can feel it. <clears throat> they're they're they definitely don't work as good as they did last year or the year before. Or the year before. What? How does that show up at a clinic? Because I thought your I thought your like lung capacity had increased the last time you went in, or what? Or no, what does that mean? No, it didn't increase. Um, it it basically it it just like um, the last time I was in clinic, like the last last time, mm-hmm. I was sick. Yeah, and my lung function was low. And then when I went in like the last time, it was a it was just a bit higher than what it was when I was sick. Okay, I see. But um, like they're looking at it, going, "Yo, we want you to have this up where it was like two years ago." Mm-hmm. But that's just not happening. It's not happening. What do they tell you have to do in order to achieve that? Well, we're trying different things, different medications, different treatments, that kind of shit. Um, but I'm noticing, for, like for the first time, like this year, this calendar year, the first time um, where I'm like really losing my ability like i'm losing i'm getting so gassed from having sex Hmm. like i'll be at the end of a a, a, like a real good sesh i i'm just laying like i'm basically collapsing and then laying there trying to catch my breath for like like as if i did fucking sprints up like up citadel hill what if you uh, had slower <laughs> sex with deeper breathing, deeper slower breathing? Yeah, I well, I can I can do that sometimes, sure. <laughs> but then sometimes that's not what you want to do. But it it might be a good like literally like a workout, like an exercise for your lungs, like on yeah. a you know as like a instead of going to the gym, you just make sure that you have like three hour long sessions of slow, deep breathing. Yeah. And sex at the same time. Yeah. Because didn't, so. didn't your doctors told you that sex was really good for you, right? Your lungs. They yeah. said it was good exercise for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think I made them say that. Oh, I see. I think I was like, sex is gr- good, right? And they Isn't were like, it? well, yeah, I guess so. Isn't it amazing how we how we, we make sure that what we want to be true is constantly true. confirmed yeah. by the way that we interpret yeah. the world and seek out new information? Yeah. Funny yep, that. Yeah, yep, funny that. There's a term for that. Um, anyway, so that's, that's, that's what's new with me. Okay. All right. Uh, listen, uh, thank you everyone who wrote in about our 100th episode, uh, <clears throat> that we aired last week. We had a lot of people write in and, and, uh, saying lots of very kind lots things. Lots of past guests too. Yeah. Who like from way back in the beginning. Yeah. Giving us a little shout outs and, and, and congratulating us. That all felt really good. And, um, and my mom, my mom was very excited Your about mom it all. Loved it. She loved it. Yeah. And she keeps asking me if I'm going to buy her uh, that book from from Karen <laughs> Lee. So I might have to. Yeah. Is oh Mother's Day is over next year. Next year. Yeah. Um, she got a birthday. Yeah, we had up. a lot of fun with that. Mm. And I know you don't want me to mention it, but I I, I, <laughs> I I I feel I feel 
pretty damn I'm still real excited. I think it's really neat that it that um uh that it has been confirmed that Willow Smith is listening. <laughs> and because and here's why. Here's why I'm I'm excited about it. Have you have you come well first of all, I've just so they they seem like the coolest family in the world. But and I don't know if you know about this cuz I came across this very recently. Are you familiar with Red Table Talks? Yeah. So it's like the the matriarchs of the Smith family mm-hmm. and they sit down and they have these very frank, open, sort of unapologetic unpolished conversations about anything and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's very in line with a lot of the stuff I think that we've been like sort of circling around especially on this this show but like you know that some of that John Wineland type stuff um a lot of you know the conversations that we're we're trying to have on here similar stuff to like sick boy just like unearthing philosophical um important dialogue around the things that we oftentimes find hard to talk about mm-hmm. and uh i don't know i'm really excited to like sink my teeth into it yeah, it's nice to be a part of, uh, it's nice to know that you're part of like a, a network of folks that are having sort of similar conversations or talking about things that are mm-hmm. like curious and interesting. And I, I mean, I, I, I'm excited about it because of the, just like the, the accessibility, like I don't, I don't, the accessibility of podcasting and, and like all the different, um, all the different, uh, people in all the different places you can connect with and, uh. It yeah, is it's, it's it is pretty weird to, to sit in our living room here in Halifax and to think that like this like what we're recording right now could be heard literally anywhere. Mm. Yeah. I got a chance to talk about podcasting the other day last last Wednesday actually in the evening we did a podcast panel of um local podcasters in Halifax talking to entrepreneurs who have different business backgrounds who might be interested in having a podcast as part of their business or whatever and and the more I thought about it, the more kind of kind of pumped I got about it. And I mean, it really is like as a if you're a creative, if you're I think everybody is creative. So but if, if you have the the desire to create something, but you get hung up on the idea of like, well, I'm a theater artist and I need a community of people to like execute this vision or whatever. But as a as a creator, you can really create a you create a podcast bring into life just on your own on mm-hmm. your own time and literally about any subject that interests you but anything anything yeah. anything yeah um anyway so Anywho. thank you everybody for for tagging along for the last hundred and uh and maybe maybe another hundred more who mm-hmm. knows who knows where where this will go um uh what do you got we were just watching a video here <clears> that, that yeah were, i don't know where this how this like came across my computer but i had it bookmarked um in my termion folder and it's a uh, it's a video called sex and drugs um on I a youtube both of those things. <laughs> on a youtube station called sexplanations right that would be a you may know, I, Doe, yeah sexplanations with dr doc uh she just she just um introduced herself Lindsay Lowe or something like that maybe that's also not her name but anyway this like uh, young woman is a host of um, some sex talks some sexual education uh, on YouTube and she's really quite funny I found and seems to like know 
her shit, or at least she knows her science words. Or she knows her script. Or she knows her script. You're right. She could just be <laughs> an actress. Lindsay D. Oh, is that it there? Dr. Lindsay D. Oh, there we go. There we go. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah. And so I, I poked around. She's legit, but she, we just, for whatever reason, I have this one save sex and drugs. <laughs> and it's about, uh, about, um, sex and the different effects that, what is it? Caffeine, nicotine, cannabis. Yeah. Is that it? Oh, and prescription, prescription medications. Yeah. Um, all the different ways that those can affect your sexual experience. I'm I appreciate all of those things, but I was kind of like, how come you're not? How, why not? If you're going down this route, why are you leaving out like? Well, she has a previous one on sex and alcohol. No, but you know, but like, why not? Why not LSD or mushrooms or like, why not some psychedelics? Maybe it's in here. I don't know if that's this kind of channel. Okay, let's I, see. I feel like it's a. I feel like it's a choose your audience type of thing. Right, maybe. But um, she's got one called "Does anal sex cause rectal prolapse?" Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, grapefruiting oh. and friends. What's that? Uh, I don't know, but now now I'm starting to think um, about rectal prolapse. Um. Uh. Bu- 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 um, yeah, I don't know. It looks really, it looks really cool. I'm going to definitely, my time at the brothel. There you I go. I don't know. I feel like she, should we have kids? She has a video called, should we have kids? That's an interesting one. Oh, I'm so curious. Yeah. yeah I thought she was really funny. So I'm going to poke around and, um, and, uh, see what that's about. Did you learn anything there? I actually learned something from that video. That what did you, what did you learn? That, um, that caffeine affects your, your ability to produce testosterone. Yeah, because of the cortisol that's being released in your yeah, body. Yeah, that's really interesting. From your adrenals. Uh, I didn't know that. No? And I love I love me some caffeine. Yeah. But I also uh, I, I also love me some testosterone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's really interesting to, to know. Well, what are you going to do about it? Uh, I don't know. Get some tea. Start taking some tea, I guess. <laughs> oh, nothing. Just... Just start taking shots. I learned something too, but now I can't remember what it is. I guess I have to watch it again. What did she talk about? Oh, the nicotine, and then the, and then the cannab- cannabinoids. I liked what she said about the lube. Um, the you know, like ingesting can- ca- cannabis through your mouth um, might lead your vagina to be dry at some point, but then you can have you can have c- cannabis lubes. Right, that'll, so yeah. Get you high and have sex at the same time. I don't know if it gets you high, man. I don't really think it does either. I don't think it does. No, I I like the numbing. I'm sure it could if you... It's not numbing, it's warming. If you took enough and like squirted it up your vagina. You know what she said actually? That Okay, she said, she made, she talks really fast in the videos. I hate that. Honest to God, I, that's the thing that I hate the most about YouTube culture. These like YouTube YouTube vlog videos. No, it's like a it's like Phil Phil um what's his name Phil DeMar- DeMarco or um Phil Philip DeFranco. Fucking I love his shit, but I can't watch it because they what they do is like they they speak really fast like this, and then they keep on speaking like this, and then as soon as they go to take a breath or like they edit they edit out the breath so that it's it's just constantly like. And, and, and if you're trying to, if you're trying to get a point across, if you're trying to get a point across for someone to hear what you're saying, they're not going to retain anything. It goes so fast, you got to like rewind and go. I got to watch that five well, more times because people have such limited like attention spans. Well, people, 
Slow down. She said um, she made reference to cannabis making you more sensation ba- based and less goal oriented or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. She didn't mean that in like a in like a negative way, but I was like, oh, interesting. Because as a as a daily consumer of cannabis, I definitely am like, it definitely helps me get into my body and out of my head. May and maybe there's times when that's not as not as appropriate. But I, I mean, I don't think I have that sort of issue with balance. I, I can I can make set goals and achieve them. But um but it does like it I guess that's why maybe that's why it's like kind of an anti anxiety treatment. It's cause it's like you know. I think it depends on who you are. Right. Cause man, it makes me anxious. Right. Sometimes. Hmm. You know? It's I, just I, a dosage I, thing, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I think I think everyone I I think people just have different reactions to mm-hmm. different you know, yeah, I don't get very anxious on LSD, right? But I know some people who are like, man, I, I, my, my experience with LSD is very up and down. Yeah, and mine's always like, oh, it's it's consistent. It's, oh, consistently, just um, euphoria, right? Just consistent, like it's too much almost. Okay, like I lose my voice every time. Because I laugh so hard, I, you know what? I should actually be using LSD for a CF like alternative treatment. Well, because laughing is really you? good for you. Okay. And man, I laugh so much on LSD. Yeah, and I'm just—it's just like I've had like I had one, but it wasn't even anxiety. I just got—I was in a tent trying to clean my tent, mm-hmm. and my <laughs> tent was a fucking mess. Yeah. And it was raining outside, so I didn't want to go outside. But I was like, I'll in, I, I know, I'll, I'll clean the tent. And then I'm in the tent, and essentially what I, what I was doing, but not even noticing I was doing it, was I was taking the massive mess, and instead of cleaning it, I was just rearranging the mess and, like, shifting the mess from one corner to the other. And it just kept, and it was like, uh, I just kept, you know, looking at the time going, man, I've been doing this for like 15 minutes and it's still not fucking clean. It's, am I fucking crazy? Like, what if I do it like this? And then like shift it again and then like another 15 minutes later be like, what the fuck is going on in here, man? I can't get this thing clean. Like, I just like... Did sort that of... induce anxiety? No, but it was like a... It was a... It was frustrating. Because that's how you clean in our house and it induces anxiety in me. <laughs> that is not how I clean. <laughs> Yeah. I clean really well when I get when I get cleaning. You know where it all goes? Into the closet. <clears throat> yes, into closets and into garbages. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> under tables, all that. Yeah. <laughs> if it, if there's an under slightly obscured from view. That's and that is nice and clean. <laughs> no. I understand so many things. <clears throat> anyway. I'm on acid all the time right anyway. now. I'm on acid all the time. Yeah. Well, I've you know, there my friend Sam has a saying, you're either on acid or you're not. And so, yeah. That's an excellent point. He's just, Sam sounds like brilliant. <laughs> he's, yeah, yeah, he's a, yeah, he's a, he's a smart boy. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going <coughs> to, you know what? We got somebody asked us the other day. Oh, it was a uh, Cam and Karen Lee. What, uh, what questions we get asked the most? Oh yeah. That? Yeah. We cut that out of the episode though. Okay. But, the answer to that, I remember being like, well, so, that's a tough question. Yeah. When we were doing our interview with uh, uh, Sex Talk with my mom, um, and this this fucking happens every time you 
you have a conversation with podcasters is like the, the roles just get reversed. Like the podcast, if, if there are interviewees, they just start interviewing us and like vice versa. Um, and I just felt like, I felt like, you know, we had a long episode already and, and, uh, it was just, it, it was, it was a good worthy conversation, but I was like, maybe for another time. So I, I cut it out of, of our conversation with, with Cam and Karen Lee, but they, they had asked us a bunch of questions, mostly about polyamory and, 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 you know, the dynamics of our relationship. But, um, yeah, that's true. We get a lot of questions about that. But one of the things that they asked us was, was, yeah, was what's, since you have people coming to you for questions, what's one of the things you get asked the most? Yeah. And a lot of the time we get asked about, um, sexless relationships. Yeah. And uh, I actually have a couple of different emails I could read on the subject um, starred in my inbox right now. But uh, read I, the the recent one with the 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 porn addiction one. Okay. So, because I have some interesting thoughts about porn addiction. Okay, um, I bet you do I have some interesting thoughts on it. Um, so what the fuck was that look for? Well, if they're thoughts you have, then they're they're interesting to you, right? <laughs> Okay. You're alluding to something. (laughs) I bet you got some interesting (laughs) thoughts on porn addiction, Jeremy. (laughs) Hi, Jeremy and Bridie. Um, My name is Bronte. Can I say that? She didn't say don't say that. Uh, Well, I don't know. I mean, she might. Well, let's just read the rest. She might say at the end, don't use my name and I'll have to bleep it out. (laughs) I'm a 25-year-old living down under. I have only recently come across your podcast and OMG, I am obsessed. I have laughed and cried and learned so much. Down under as in like Australia? Yeah. See, this is what I'm saying, babe. You guys and every single one of your guests that I have listened to so far are amazing and inspiring each in their own way. Thank you, Bronte. I am emailing because I have a sex question and Google doesn't help and I don't feel I can talk about it much with anyone close to me. I am in a three-year relationship with a guy that I love and adore. When we first got together, we were making fuck all the time. In the last year or so, it has slowed down. So much so, it's been getting to three months, no sex. I'm struggling over here. We have spoken about it openly and a few times. I've always blamed myself. He closed off and round and round we go in a cycle of two months or so. About four-ish months ago, he told me the reason that we haven't been making fuck is because he is addicted to porn. I was shocked and felt like I didn't know him anymore. Then I researched and I have really, really tried to understand it from his perspective. It's hard. I can't lie, but I'm trying. That was months ago. I have tried to talk about it since, but he closes off and ignores me completely. He said he is working on it, but he refuses to communicate. Now I'm second guessing again. Is it me? Is it my fault? Am I just not sexy? He says there is nothing I can do. Any comments or advice would be truly appreciated as I believe our relationship is on the rocks because of this. How can one live in a sexless relationship? You're sincerely a very frustrated and scared Bronte. Interesting. Um, I will say, well, there's a couple, I have a couple of thoughts. Uh, what are your thoughts? A couple of interesting thoughts? A couple of interesting things. Well, I want to hear them. Well, the, the, you know, this is a question that comes in all the time of people writing in to say like, my sex life has like dwindled away or, you know, we've been together for three, four years and we no longer have sex and I feel like it's my, it's me. And I, whenever I bring it up, the response is like, no, it's not you. It's, 
it's like whatever this excuse yeah. that comes up, right? So let's use porn addiction as the excuse. Yeah. I don't buy it. I don't believe that that's actually the problem. Now, I'm also this is this this is me just like totally just assuming from everything that I've gathered there. I think it's more than just the porn. And I think it's probably some sort of issue that this guy is having a hard time like coming to terms with and figure and knowing how to what language to use and how to discuss it and bring it up himself. I do this shit all the time. I do this shit all the time where someone brings up a thing and is like, Hey, like what's, what's going on with you? Like what's, you know, let's talk about it. And I go, no, no, no. I'm like, I'm figuring it out. And then I don't want to talk about it anymore. And then I let it go because I just don't want to deal with it. And then the next thing I know, you know, it, it boils up and, and something needs to be done. Um, so the one, that one thought that came up was, you know, his response of I'm taking care of it. Like I'm working on it, but not wanting to like shutting down after saying that. That's not going to work. That doesn't fucking work, dude. Like good luck. Good luck working on it and not talking about it. Um, it, it, that is not, that is just not a productive way of, moving past any sort of issue, which is also why I kind of, I kind of have the vibe that like, "Mm, I don't think it's, I don't think it's the porn. I think it's something, something else is at work here. And, and maybe you just don't want to admit it because you're three years into a relationship and it's the thought of bringing up this, whatever the fuck is actually going on is harder than, than, than actually, than actually like addressing it. Mm. Um, <clears throat> that's the one thought on that but now I have a whole other thing about porn addiction you mean which, procrastination which <laughs> well uh, porn addiction is a very like hotly contested um, diagnosis mm-hmm. in and like heavy quotations there one time you and I spoke to a uh, sexual psychologist uh, who was very, very um, well, uh, an accredited, like very successful person in their field, and I brought up the I brought up the word sex addiction to to him, and he scoffed, and I was like, "What? What?" And um, James, it was Doctor James Cantor, and he was like, "Sex addiction isn't real." Sex addiction just isn't a thing. And I was like, whoa, what? What is this? And then he was like, also porn addiction, not a thing. And if you do a little bit of research, if you look into it yourself, you will find that sex addiction slash porn addiction, um, they're not recognized in the DSM-5. They're not recognized by many of the like... um, uh, uh, what would you call like organizations that, that sort of the regulating bodies that, that speak to what, what are constant, what constitute as, as mental illnesses or, or, um, you know, mental health and addiction type stuff. Um, actually just a real quick, uh, I seem to remember him saying something about like when they've studied the brains of people with these yes. with these with with yeah. these kinds of uh, behaviors or patterns that 
sex and porn don't light up the same parts of the brain as in terms of addiction as like that's other, a, other yeah, things. That's exactly it. So a number of studies have found neurological markers of addiction in internet porn users, which is consistent with a large body of research finding similar markers in other kinds of problematic internet users. Yet other studies found missing critical biomarkers of addiction. And most addiction biomarkers have n- never been demonstrated for porno- pornography. Um, and the same is, is said for, for sex. Um, in November 2016, the American Association of Sexual, Sexuality Educators, Counselors, and Therapists, the AASECT, ASECT, issued a position statement on sex slash porn addiction, which states that ASECT does not find sufficient empirical evidence to support the classification of sex addiction or porn addiction as a mental health disorder and does not find the sexual addiction training and treatment methods and educational pedagogies to be adequately informed by accurate human sexuality knowledge. Therefore, it is the position of ASECT that linking problems related to sexual urges, thoughts, or behaviors to a porn sexual addiction process cannot be advanced by ASECT as a standard practice for sexuality education, delivering, counseling, or therapy. Um, and then it goes on to say how the DSM-5, which is the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Health or Disorders, um, has a, has its own section of like behavioral addictions, but the only thing that's in there is gambling and not, you know, not porn and sex addiction. Now, that's not to say that like that's a hard fucking like fact for life because I'm sure gambling was not considered an addiction, you know, not, not long ago, but according to the science, they're, they're, they're basically stating like, look, sure. Sex and, and porn may be problematic for some people, but in terms of the way that we recognize what happens to the human body when they are addicted to something, Mm. we can't say that sex and porn do that. Right. So again, you know, you made a joke there when I said earlier, when I said, well, I got a thing to say about that sex, that porn addiction. And you said procrastination. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think it, I I do think it's a poor excuse for something else Mm. that's going on here. Right. Now, whether that something else is he is no longer attracted to Bronte or he has another relationship going on with Bronte or he has some like, ED. Yeah, some ED or like, you know, some some uh it like ejaculatory issues like super common. Who knows? I I mean, fuck dude, I've gone through that where you know, I'll go through a period where like I I'm just like I just come way too quick and I go, "Ah, fuck. I'm I'd rather just like not have sex and disappoint my partner because I'm so in my head about coming too fast." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, and then that leads to like two, three weeks without having, without making fuck. Mm-hmm. And then, but then that just drives me fucking crazy. And I'm like, okay, whoa, whoa you just got to like work through this and, you know, figure this out. So I don't know. It it could be one of hundreds of different things, but I don't buy this porn addiction thing. Yeah. I have a really hard time <laughs> with the saying that you're working on it and then not communicating. Mm-hmm. I think that is like, 
I've, I don't, I don't know for you how, what that means in terms of like, how long are you supposed to wait for a response to that? And how are you supposed (laughs) to wait? Because we know that, that, um, a lot of people don't respond well to someone asking the same thing over and over again or being persistent about it. And the one thing that's coming to mind is like, in that video we watched a couple weeks ago, the what men crave video. Um, I, I, uh, this, this thought of like, how do you show your partner? Um, if, if they're like, how do you show them what it feels like? How do you show them without like anger, um, or blame, um, how it's making your heart feel to to not be having this conversation and not to not be like mm. having sex and to not be having intimacy and um if that's a conversation you can get your partner to open up to at least maybe they're not ready to tell you what's going on with them and and that will take a little more time than the first conversation but to get to the stage where you can say like, I'd like to talk about this and have them not shut down is like, I would say step number one. And then, you know, maybe cause I've been in situations too, where like, I'm not feeling super attracted to my partner and I want to have an intimate relationship with them, but I'm not feeling like turned on by like them so in order to get to that space where that kind of activity could even happen there needs there needs to me to be like dedicated time spent in some sort of intimate practice whether it's look just like massaging massaging each other's feet or like just laying together for like, you know, awake and mindfully just laying and like maybe silence together or you mean maybe reading something. Uh, I don't know. Or even I want to say reading something or listening to a podcast, but I don't but I don't mean that really like dedicated, mindful time, meditating together, sitting back to back and like feeling each other's like bodies move, just like just breathing and being and like no pressure to go anywhere after that, like no strings attached sort of intimate time together might be a really nice practice. Astral fucking. You know, going to you know what I'm talking about we did that we do that all the time, right? Where we go to sleep, but it, we go to sleep head to head. Like you're, so our heads meet at the middle of the bed, and so crown of head, crown of head together, and then you lay and you sleep with your hands crossed over your over your heart, like kind of like a vampire, but less more sacred and and special. And then you cross you I cross my right leg over my left my right ankle over my left ankle, and you cross your left over your right. And then we go to sleep, but we we both, as we go to sleep, we go, we we breathe in, and then and then well we do that for about uh, like seven hours straight, 
And then by the end of the seven hours, we're exhausted and we pass out. And because our heads are connected, we meet in the astral plane, always naked, always. And have divine, divine intimacy. I mean, it's purely... Words cannot describe. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty... uh, It's pretty pretty, pretty pretty epic. Epic, yeah. So go ahead and try that. So I would say try that for 100%. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so... I hope there's something in there that's helpful. I really think communication is the most important thing. And when somebody's shutting down to that, it's, it's impossible. It's impossible. Yeah. You're, you're at a, you're at a, um, an impasse for sure. Yeah. So, and you know, I mean this, this might totally not, or it might totally like help maybe just go, maybe suggest going, Oh, okay. Well let's watch it together then. Yeah. You love watching porn. I'll I'll watch it with you. Yeah. I mean if if it's the if it's the thing that's turning you on, then let me watch it with you and and get turned on with you. Yeah. Um I mean that's a fucking Hail Mary, but What's I mean, a Hail Mary? It's it's a uh Come to Jesus? It's just a really Yeah, it's, it's just let Jesus take the wheel, you know? <laughs> 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 if that's the kind of porn you're into. Yeah. That's a football term. That's a big a throw. A throw that's just like we're rolling the dice. Right. We're gonna try to win right now with this one throw. Right. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I'm gonna use that now. Oh, sorry. We're getting into the other recording there. Um. Yeah. Sorry. No one could hear that except for me. <laughs> um. All right. Well, I think uh, that's our best stab at, at your question for this week, and uh, yeah. off to um. Off to uh, next week for more emails on sexless relationships. Yeah, who knows? I mean, if you want, we can read one next week too. Yeah. But if you have a question that you want to fire off to us and get some um, advice from two people who really have no professional background <laughs> in giving advice, uh, you can... We have 100 episodes of background in, in providing suppose... advice. Yeah, I suppose you're right. <laughs> um, you can send us an email, turn me on podcast at gmail.com or Instagram us or hit us up on our website turn me yeah. on podcast.com a couple different submission forms there come yeah, be a guest are. on the show yeah come be a guest um, all right let's go to this week's episode this is actually this is gonna be really cool we're gonna talk to someone about their their experience in in really giving it a, a, a good old college try with their partner in um, developing and and fostering a triad, um, which is no easy task uh, here in Halifax. Um, but I really, really enjoyed this conversation. I did too. Yeah. Um, and and we, I feel like you're all going to really love it too. Uh, so so here's, here's a little chit-chat about the world of triads. With Laura. the spirit spa website and i was trying to get a sense of what their different um 
their different uh, treatments were, like their different wax treatments, wax menu. Um, there's like the Brazilian, and then there's the French. But Brazilian? No, that doesn't make any sense. I think French <laughs> is more like there's kind of more of like a landing strip, whereas I think Brazilian, they'll just like go as far as you want. Okay. Uh, okay. But then there's the like French everything. Ultra. I don't know what ultra means. Oh, I know what that is. Is that up the butt? Put, plus no. butt? No, no. Yeah. It's it's the fr- So it's everything except for the landing strip in the front. And then they leave this perfect circular ring right around your asshole. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the ultra bikini? Mm-hmm. What makes it the ultra? The French ultra. Uh, the I, ring hole. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's some sort of like. <laughs> ah, yeah. I see. Yeah. Le, le ring. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I would, get, I, I, would, I would definitely get my butthole waxed again. Because uh, I did it the one time, and it was at our first live show. Yeah, at our oh my god, that's so crazy, um, and it was amazing. I loved the feeling, the sensation. Very clean. Of it. Yeah, yeah, so clean. Now here's the fucking thing: is we got a tushy, so okay. that combined with having a hairless butthole, like you're just spick span, dude. I'd eat, I'd eat <laughs> off it. I'd eat off my own butthole. So. Well, I can't wait to see that. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Laura? What's your butthole? <laughs> so we before we got into this, we were uh, I was I, we had some technical technical difficulties, but I was saying you did all the work, Brian. And I have no idea what we're talking about. Well, we are sitting with a guest, a hey. stranger in our home. Laura, is it Laura? Yeah, that's right. Laura, hi. No, you're not strangers anymore. I'm not strangers anymore. You've been here for a little bit. We're gonna get acquainted. Yeah. Well, let's. Uh, what What are we talking about? Well, Laura, you reached out a couple of weeks ago, and um, you have kind of an interesting uh, relationship structure that you're in, um, or that you're pursuing, and I love the the way your email ended was like, basically, like, like let's, let's not let's not stigmatize other uh, non-traditional forms of relationships, and I'm all about that. So, you have a long-term partner. That's right. We've been together for 10 years. Yeah. 10 years? Well, that's yeah. a long time. How old are you? 30. So like we oh, met okay. when I was 20. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's and a long time. Did we? How long have we been together? Uh, 10 years. Yeah. 10 years. Shit. Yeah. Wow. That is a long time. That's sure a lifetime. Is. It's not, but it's interesting. Like it's not the same relationship when you enter it when you're 20 than you are at 30, right? It's like a completely different relationship, which is kind of, you know, the nature of probably what we'll talk about. Mm. How have you managed to grow in your relationship in so many ways um i guess being when we met first of all i i mean being 20 years old i didn't really have a whole lot of relationship experience period and um i i'm bi but i wasn't out at that time i'd always been attracted to women um my first experiences in some cases were with women but because i also liked men it was kind of at the time there's a almost like if you liked men then you were you you know you weren't gay so you must be straight so that was kind of when we met was where i was at um but through the course of, of course, growing up together, we literally grew up together. Um, I started, I guess, realizing that being bisexual was a an option. Um, and as you grow with someone from being 20 to entering your mid 20s, you mature and you are able to see, I guess, um, kind of encounter that there are lots of different ways to have uh, a serious and long term relationship um, and that relationships look a lot of different ways. So. I mean, and even how we came into, I guess, just to 
go into what you were about to say is the interesting relationship configuration is we're non-monogamous but we're basically pursuing a triad relationship which you know polyamory like lots of other aspects of human sexuality is a whole spectrum um i i feel like in your folks case you kind of date other people but for us we would love to have a girlfriend a long-term girlfriend and that's kind of what we're pursuing at Ooh. this time yeah when did you when did you come out to your your partner um it was kind of people kind of almost came out for me like my friends people always sort of knew <laughs> even though I didn't have the language for it and I wasn't I guess identifying myself that way I think people just always knew um and in particular, uh, and sort of one of our early experiences that led us into this relationship configuration was um, a, a kind of a bond that started with a friend of mine, female friend of mine. Um, the three of us just really, it was just kind of developed this insane chemistry and connection. And we walked away from it being like, there was a weekend, we were all together We've been hanging out lots and when we were together it was just so natural and we kind of joked around we were like well why can't all of us be in a relationship like what's wrong with that but we didn't even know what polyamory was at that point and I wasn't really out as bi um, but following that experience Brett went away and was like uh, my partner's name is Brett um, went away and uh, literally googled what's a three-person relationship and yeah. that was the first time we were ever even exposed to polyamory as a concept right. and Google yeah. was like oh this is gonna be a hit we gotta manufacture yeah. polyamory right? put it out there so we were like Poo. Google was like uh, a buckle up yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we didn't like WebMD it totally. It didn't to completely scare us off from the concept or anything, but it was um, it was kind of transformational because then we were able to sort of, we had language and um, the experiences of other people that we were able to learn about through which we could see our own experience. And we were saying, okay, this is a real thing. And simultaneously, I was like, well, I can see myself in a relationship with a woman. Holy shit, like being bisexual is a real thing thing and so I was like here we are so that was kind of happening um in parallel and that was a really transformative period how far into the relationship was this that would have been about five years ago so okay. like halfway point oh wow, yeah okay. yeah it's it's so interesting like when you start to have that that realization um of of like maybe maybe your relationship doesn't fall within the parameters of what what is what is has been like thought to be quote unquote normal um especially when like and and bride i'm sure you can like speak to this as well especially when you don't really have many people in your own social circle who aren't anything but fully monogamous totally yeah right and so you you are kind of left with this like well how you gotta WebMD it. Yeah. Like you kind of, you kind of do. Just have to like look it up and research it for yourself, and kind of put in put in the legwork that 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 it takes to kind of. I guess, you know, we've always said like pioneer your own your own rules, your own relationship. Yeah, there isn't a lot of representation. And I think it's I think it's changing. Um, I sure. mean, even your show and even mm -hmm. other things like I, I think maybe the Internet, you know, is maybe helping because you're able to see that. But it's so true, like in our um, in our circle and our day to day lives, we're we're really kind of we feel sometimes like we're on a bit of an island. And for a long time, as we were coming into this, our friends looked at us like we had two heads and like we were crazy for considering this and and pursuing it but um 
uh, it's we're becoming more comfortable with it. And I think that the representation is important, which is part of why I even, you know, reached out in the first place, because I was like, well, it would be nice for other people out there to maybe know that there are different options available to them um, and that polyamory can look a lot of different ways for different people. So I'm wondering why the two of you decided that that this is the like sort of format of what you wanted to do as opposed to just you having a relationship with another woman and you know if and him having a separate relationship why together I think um that's a good question and it's something that we've even kind of talked about and because this has been a while coming and it's something that we you know kick around and I think that the dynamic I think what led us to that was the initial dynamic of the three of us being together and having it be kind of a shared experience with all three people um I we felt like there was a bit of power in that um it's not to say that you know we have you know kind of dated people a little bit on the side but it, the I guess we felt the best and it's felt the most um, kind of natural and good and what we want to do when it's been us and another person dating all together. Like, I feel like he has a lot of love to give. I have a lot of love to give. Like, I love being around him when we're with someone that he clearly cares about and he feels the same way about me. So there's something about having that as like a bit of a shared experience that we really gravitate towards. So it's nothing really logical necessarily. It's more just kind of growing into it and seeing what works and this seems to be what works and what feels right for us is there like a safety element to it do you think maybe there could Mm be um i guess what do you mean by safety like like um like uh protection yeah like jealousy yeah exactly like you're both so you're you're both a part of it as opposed to one of you being a part of it and and separated from it if you're seeing other people it's like well no we're we're all in this together. So yeah. it's like we, we all kind of know what's going on and, and there's not like there's it feels like there's nothing to hide or nothing to be hidden. I mean, I'm hearing this and that's like the, the first thing in my mind that comes up is like, oh, that seems like such a safe way to go about it. Because, you know, as we Bridie, as you and I know, like starting a new relationship without your significant other outside of that. It always leads to conversations of like of what happens when what's been going on yeah, and or yeah jealousy and <laughs> keep the things me in the loop. That, exactly yeah, the things yeah. that naturally come up yeah and and you know like what to share and what not to share and and those conversations of like I remember early days it was like I was like tell me every fucking detail <laughs> and 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 Bridie was like ah, tell me like certain details and then I'm like. Hmm, I'm noticing that me asking every single detail is kind of fucking with my head. Yeah. Maybe I should ask for no detail. And then like, (laughs) you know, so again, it's like there's a this what 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 it is that you and your partner are going through. It 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 does seem like there is a lot of um, inherent safety in in that. You know? Yeah. It's really interesting because until you've said it, I've never thought about it that way. But it's I, Mm. I, I think I tend to agree with it. Yeah. Yeah. I loved what you said about shared experiences and that like makes a ton of sense to me. Um, Yeah. And I get that that's maybe not feasible for everyone depending on where your attraction is and just your personal preferences. Um, But like, I I don't know. I think I think it's enriching for us to both. I mean, I guess the the counter is that it can definitely be maybe intimidating for someone coming in, and we've definitely encountered that. Well, so it's been five, you know, on the table for like five-ish years, 
Um, have you have you guys had any any success in actually cultivating a triad or or like going through with one for a, a, an extended or significant period of time? I would say the kind of it's been maybe we've dated people for a few months but for one reason or another it hasn't really manifested into I guess taking it to the next level which is something that we are open to um I guess for example it's never been we've never I guess gotten far enough that we would introduce people to our parents we've talked about it we've had conversations yeah. where we're like if this keeps going like we're gonna start introducing them to our friends like we're gonna have to deal with you know this kind of you know being out in the world um but we have yet to get to to that point um there's honestly a wall where we were dating someone and it was we thought it was going well but she was like i'm gay so <laughs> it's like oh this this is only going to work on one side of this Classic. so uh, yeah, and then right. we kind of gave up for like a while and only recently we've started kind of looking uh trying to date someone um in in earnest again recently and it's gonna sound stupid maybe maybe not have you ever seen this show it's old but it's called like polyamorous married and dating it's on crave tv this is not a product plug but <clears throat> it is like it like out. it like how old it is, is it? it's old. It's like maybe from the early two thousands. Is everyone English? No. Okay. They're they're in the US. I think they're in California. Anyway, we stumbled upon this <laughs> and started watching it and it follows around um a pod, which is two couples like um, man woman couples but the women are bi and they all have a relationship they all live together but then it also followed around a triad and after watching that show and seeing that triad succeed they uh, live together um, it was a, a married man and, and woman who brought a woman into their relationship who was like their childhood best friend type of thing she actually kind of ended up proposing to them they lived together and we were like why the fuck can't we do that? Like we should, they can do it. We can do it. So that we've kind of more recently been like, let's make this yeah. happen again. So we have like intentions for it to be longer term. But up to this point, we've, I guess, encountered a lot of either people who aren't really out themselves and are kind of reluctant. And I think there's maybe people have a, I think there's a, a lot of stigma around the person, maybe the couple, but the person coming into the relationship yeah. where it's like, oh, is she just like the plaything and the toy and they don't take her seriously? So I think people are afraid of that. And then there are other people that are just like, this just isn't for me, which is legitimate. It's just like any relationship. Like yeah. You have to have the testing period to be like, is this something I can do? It's, it's kind of crazy to think about. Like, you know, there's... Just to be a single person going, I am looking to couple up with another person to create a longstanding, successful relationship. That that shit ain't easy. No. Like, that's a, <laughs> you, there's a lot of fucking stars that got to line up for that, that scenario to work out in your favor. Now take two people yeah. and go, all right, now we need to team up and find another person to add to this, like, this already linked chain that we've created and we've got to like somehow find a way for them to fit in but like you have to let you have to be compatible with them i have to be compatible with them that's a, there's a lot going on in this recipe totally. right yeah, it's like yeah. you're especially i feel like especially living in a uh a much smaller city like halifax compared to doing that in vancouver so or doing true. that in toronto like you're the pool is is very small to begin with yeah, yeah and like yeah. and it's not just the pool that the two of you have to be compatible with it's again this person coming in also has to go okay i'm not just i'm not just partnering up with one person there's two people here exactly and there's two people here that have their own dynamic together like it seems 
totally batshit crazy for it to like to to actually work out give up no 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 but not at all but it's like there's something there's something very um there's something very like um there's some barriers there's some barriers but there's something very exciting about about that example right there that you gave of like watching it work and going we can fucking do this like you see it and you go yeah no like we can make this happen yeah um do you find that there's a lot of or have you found that there's been there's been a need for uh, compromise on either of your your you or your partner's end to make a triad like begin like to bl- for to have one bloom? Yeah, I think um, I guess we are not so desperate for the relationship configuration like it it would need to be the right person. So we haven't made a lot of compromises. It's like if one or the other doesn't really click with the person then we're not gonna force it just to say we have something like Mm -hmm. we want to go after it like a like you would any kind of relationship like you want to like i don't know go jump in with two feet versus have hesitation you know just like any dating scenario like i don't want to waste anyone's time you know Mm. i feel like if people are out there trying to meet people i don't want to like be faking it or have him be faking it just to say oh we did it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um so we haven't really compromised a lot um so far Mm. yeah (laughs) yeah you're so open about uh you guys must have really great communication has it always been that way i think that has definitely enabled us to get to this point and i think that it's something that we would need if in a partner too because navigating well you both know you need to be able to communicate to navigate well really any relationship but as soon as you start um going against the standard playbook and kind of making your own rules like it is mission critical uh so i i think we are we are lucky that we're both open communicators um and I think it takes something to be able to hear someone out without jumping to conclusion and wanting to judge them and <laughs> bite their head off or something and just kind of take it in. And I think we both have that. So I I, I feel pretty lucky for that. Yeah. yeah. That's a great point because like I w- I've been thinking a lot about my conversation skills and how they've developed over the last like few years, particularly with um with regards to like relationships and really like emotional subjects and I think just having to develop having to develop those skills is like oh that's like probably number one benefit of doing all this the situation forces it where I think I mean not to judge because I think there are a lot of people that are very happy in monogamous relationships but I you do see I think instances where because they kind of are going along with the flow, it doesn't force them to communicate really well because they're they're like, oh, well, we're just going along with the program. So mm-hmm. I think having something that's non-standard does force your hand and say, well, either you do it or <laughs> learn to communicate or yeah, it's just going to blow up. Turn me on. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Yeah, it has. It has been. There is. There is a sense of it that's that's forced. I've I've found. But it. But but all for the all for the greater good. Yeah. Like I I can't imagine. Certainly not for the most comfortable all the time. No. 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 Man, I've I have like had such self-loathing over like like seeing a mirror in front of me sometimes and my partners of like uh I don't want to communicate that way like I don't want to be I don't want to stay small and incapable of of being with my emotions and being reactive and being defensive and if I if I if I'm uh, my partner is making me see that and now I have to fucking do something about now it. Now I have to deal with yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I have other things that I'm trying to get done. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one for sure. Yeah. What have been, uh, what have been some like hurdles that you've, you and your partner have faced? Definitely to your point, kind of meeting people. Um, initially like, uh, we were meeting people, uh, kind of more like word got out about us. And at that time, right. Like, people were like, this is an experiment. Like, I've always wanted to have a threesome, which is totally fine and valid. Um, So there was kind of, like, word of mouth in our friend circle. So everyone, like, wanted to try it out, which is, like, kind of fun for a while. But then for me, like, I would always end up developing feelings for the girl. And it's like, that's not really what they wanted. So at first, that was so meeting people. So we've kind of, like, we're on dating apps um, and meet, pe- meeting people that way. That is still a hurdle in, of, in and of itself because dating app culture is just, like, so weird. And also, I don't think there's anything wrong with, um, you know, there are lots of couples that are on dating apps that are, you know, looking for their unicorn and have the unicorn emoji in their bio and are there for a threesome. And I don't think there's, like, I think that's great. Like, if you're open and honest about what you're looking for, power to you, like, that's amazing, but it does make it a bit hard when I think people automatically think that, oh, well, you're just another couple that wants to use me like a toy and then throw me mm-hmm. out at like mm-hmm. a disposable thing versus see it as, oh, you actually want to get to know me and develop a relationship versus it be kind of like an experimental thing to like spice up our relationship. Do you know what I mean? Right. So that's a hurdle. And I think stigma too, just in general, like I think there's just a lot of weird 
preconceived notions about and I think part of the reason I haven't really been super open like our closest friends know but like our families and the people we work with like don't really know and I think it's just like people I think there is a bit of stigma to say oh you guys are just like sexual it's only a sexual thing and you guys are just Deviance. like exactly not that there, like there's literally nothing wrong with it but it I guess from our perspective like it, it's it's invalidating for people to say, oh, well, you just want to fuck someone when it's like, no, we like legitimately want to like have a relationship and a sustained relationship with someone like it's more. And if that. you do want to just fuck someone, that's who, great, too. Yeah, Who cares? You know, totally. it's like, yeah. So how do yeah. you differentiate yourself when you're um, like you can't lead with that? Right. When you meet I someone do new kind of like yeah. even in like even in our like dating app bios, we do kind of disclaim like kind of seeking I'm one part of an aspiring triad and that we're here to date. So I do lead with that. People are, and a lot of people are like, what's a triad? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there's like the like education. Com- I know, right? It's a Halifax cult. Are you joining? <laughs> it's just me and my partner. It's just a two-person cult. So, that's, a, that's a good word. I guess that's a very different than threesome. That yeah. is. Or a unicorn. Yeah. But maybe people have to look it up and then they're like, what? Like, I don't even know what would come up on Google if you looked up triad. Maybe that. Pro- hopefully that it it's up. just a photo of you so, with Brett yeah. <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a blank Facebook head with a question mark on blink it blink if you want us no <laughs> yeah. but um, so going back to the hurdle bit like that I think those are definitely like meeting people um, I guess being it's being known as a valid thing like educating people whether it's like even the prospective partners or other people in your life that it's like a thing those are, I think, are hurdles. But I mean, I think that, yeah, like they're they're hurdles, but there it is more challenging potentially than meeting someone. But I feel like there's always when you're in any kind of relationship configuration, it's just like a different bend on it, you know? Triad, a group or set of three connected people or things. I mean, that's. Hey. A Free. secret society originating but, in China. Yeah, so that's the, that's that's the other one that people are reading. A secret typically, society, typically involved in organized crime. The triad. Uh, well, seeking to add to our. It's triad. a drug ring. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. I, I, Very actually, small. I wonder how far down you have to go. So, tri- what is a triad? of Music theory. What is a oh, triad? Yeah. Maybe chord? if you looked up like polyamorous triad, that would probably be more of. What are the... four types of triad? Triad chords. Uh, oh, this isn't moving as fast on there. Uh, all right, so one, two, three, four, five, six. Five. No, man, man. If you just looked up triad, you are. You're getting a lot of music there. Gonna, Damn. Yeah, you're, it's a lot of music. You're gonna have to go. That's a hurdle. Far. Like triad is not. <laughs> we need. Where's our representation? <laughs> Four types. No, still music. Yeah, I saw that symbol and I was like, oh, that one. No, no, that's not it. So yeah, probably it, like poly yeah. triad or like triad is. relationship. Yeah, exactly. That would probably in chemistry. There are all these other applications. There it is. There poly triad relationship. There uh, it is. Oh, it's it's uh, it's a little slow. It's on my phone here, but a triad and quad. A triad is a polyamorous relationship between three people. There you go. That's this is what it's people should real. Be looking up. Yeah, this is what they got to look up. I'll screenshot this and add it to... Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, just the link, the hyperlink. Make it one of your photos. Se- oh, this is, this is actually kind of cool. Seven poly terms everyone should know, whether you are new to polyamory or monogamous. Let's see what the seven terms are. Um, so many ads. I know. I know. What's up with that? Ethical non-monogamy, number one. 
Number two, hey. polyamory. Sure. Number three, fluid bonding. Hey, yep. oh. We know that one. We know that one. Yeah. Bonding the fluid. Compersion. That's a that's a really nice one. I like that one. When you're happy for your friend. Oh, for yeah. Your that's partner. a partner. Yeah. Triad and quad. Oh, look at the little triangles the little all hugging each other. And then we have two more hierarchical, higher, man, I have a really hierarchical hard time. Versus, hierarchical versus oh. non-hierarchical relationships. Like primary, secondary, yep. yeah. Which well, is the next one. The next one is primary, secondary partners versus nesting partners. Mm-hmm. There you go. Nesting partners. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Those are the, We've all learned something. Those are the seven, the seven terms that you should know whether you're poly or not. Love it. It will help you for sure in conversations with somebody in a non-traditional relationship. Well, when I when I asked um, about the hurdles, and I'm glad you took it where you took it because I, I actually meant something different. Um, I meant what kind of hurdles did have you and your partner faced within your own relationship together mm. in in taking that step into something that is non-conventional and, and really that wasn't the the originating relationship yeah i think a lot of it has been there hasn't been i think i mean at least to date a lot of maybe necessarily conflict between the two of us in terms of hurdles but maybe it's just like trying to figure it out Mm -hmm. (laughs) like is a hurdle and every person is different and then it's like maybe it's not good it's like you're dating someone and then we live together so we're like oh what's going on like is it going well like what should i say what should i do like i don't know like um I'm not articulating myself. It's interesting because like maybe because as a result of not having taken a relationship with someone else yet to the next level, we haven't really had to encounter a lot of hardship other than, oh, shit, maybe it's not really working out. Maybe it's not what they want. Um, But between the two of us, it's we've been, you know, maybe knock on wood, but we haven't had to come have a lot of like come to Jesus moments where we're like, we're just totally on like different pages. here. Right. So like you haven't come up against that, that, that scenario where, you know, um, one of you is like, man, I really am falling for this person. And the other person's like, I'm not feeling them like that sort of uh, that, that sort of What's the word? I was just the word was going to come out of my mouth, and then my brain just like I know exactly what you mean. Like just not being on the same page with where the relationship is going or the individual person. I mean, maybe the closest last example of um, someone that we were dating, like I would say that my bond with her was stronger than with Brett. Um, It didn't help that she was like, "I'm gay, so this isn't going to work for me." Right. Right. (laughs) So maybe that was a hurdle, but I mean, that's still I like don't regret that experience in the least. We're still like very good friends and. And um, it was still like a clarifying moment, I think, even for Brett and I to be like, okay, this is still something we want, even though it didn't work with this specific person. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is that's a bad example. I wish I had something juicier to say, like, oh, well, like you, I, I think smash plates, and there was a fucking blow up, and yeah. it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, but it's not to some, say that it won't. Can you make something up? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I think that there's something. I, th- I think there's something really in the, a lack of answer. There's something very wonderful there. You know, the fact that. Um, I think a lot of people would hear this and and go, oh, geez, that sounds like a fucking bowl of worms that I don't want to get into. A bowl, a bowl of worms. worms. <laughs> yeah, fuck the can. That they does not it sound good. It in the bowl. Um, uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, yeah, like these people are crazy. Why are they bringing all of this unnecessary conflict into their lives? Yeah, but it's, and it's like, well, there hasn't there really hasn't been, been that much. Yeah. yeah. So. And, and especially like it's, 
it's very it's very telling and very interesting to hear that it hasn't brought up that much conflict and you guys have been together for 10 years you know it's like i don't know there there's uh i'm i there's something really exciting about that cuz i think i was i was sitting here going oh well wait until we unpack this i'm sure there's going to be a whole bunch of fucking shittery underneath this that we but it really just seems like that's no you know what the, it can just be okay and it can just naturally take this course where things don't have to be forced and things don't have to be um you know pushed in a direction that that aren't okay for the relationship that that's there's something really nice about that and i also think too that once i don't know if you would agree with this but at least in our experience from my experience the minute that you open yourself up to um to your partner to say i have this need or i have this want and you can work through that like you know, breaking out of the mold of a traditional relationship and the fear that your partner might feel if you, once you're open about that or, you know, like that's just generally, once you have that conversation, other conversations about your needs and wants and desires, I think become a lot easier, at Mm -hmm. least in my experience. Mm -hmm. You, you you had mentioned earlier, Laura, that, um, you know, you haven't told your family, you haven't told your coworkers, there's like some people in your lives that, that don't know. Um, how do you feel about doing, having a conversation like this on a podcast that is very much listened to in, in our small community um, and using, you know, like using your name and, and your partner's name, like willingly, like, do you, do you think that, do you think that there's like some coworkers that'll come to work and be like, so listen to this podcast. Like, <laughs> it sounded like Laura and her name was Laura. So, and- well, it's funny, even on the way here, I was, um, I did mention, I was like, oh, I'm taking off early. I'm going to a podcast recording that's not related to work because we have one that we run at work anyway. Right. And they're like, so, oh, yeah, which one is it? And I was like, fuck, I, I set that up for myself. I'm just going to have to answer it. So I, I'm I'm fortunate. I work in a pretty liberal environment. Right. Um, it's not to say that everyone else is doing this because it definitely isn't the case. But I think I'm, I'm I don't expect a lot of kind of a backlash or anything from from in my working environment and I guess just to speak on it in general and having this I guess your point of it being in a public forum um, part of the motivation for me is just to say that well I think there are lots of people um, and maybe more out there than we realize that are you know have feelings like this or are considering relationship dynamics like this or um, even people like since I've come out as bi that have reached out to me and been like wow that was like really empowering for me to learn about so it's more to to me it feels good to kind of step into it and own it a bit more Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think we're we're very fortunate to live in an environment where I feel like it is safe for us to do that um, and I, I guess I think it's important to kind of have parity. Uh, I'm at a point in my life where it's like I'm 30. Like I think it's important for me to have parity in the life I am behind closed doors to an extent, and then what I present to the world because it's very easy for me to walk through the world, um, especially with Brett, and just look like I'm straight. And for us to look like we're a monogamous couple, and people have this probably idea of who we are and what we're like, and. I think that it's important to have representation for different sexual identities and then also different relationship configurations. So that was more the motivation is I'm not really afraid of any kind of 
um, negative fallout from it. Um, I just hope that maybe someone would hear it and be like, oh, I see myself in that and they're not, you know, <laughs> like crazy. They're not whatever mm-hmm. and see that it's like maybe okay or maybe it sparks something in someone's head and maybe they haven't been happy in a relationship and they're like, oh, well, there, maybe there's a different way to do this. So yeah, that's it, my that's where my head's at. It's that's really, awesome. It's funny how how much I forget how the world views certain things in like doing a podcast it's such a fucking echo chamber because you week after week after week you have the same types of conversations with the similar types of people and and it really does like alter your your the way you see the world like the perception way- of reality you're 100%. like oh everyone's super down and open-minded oh God, 100%, and sex totally. positive yes and, man yeah. yeah you forget that they're like like this, this might be totally left field and not even something that is relatable. But I, I feel like it's it makes sense in my head, so I'm gonna say it anyway. Um, I was just in Iowa, and I was giving a, a, a delivering a keynote speech for um, a room full of. It was like 400 Potato farmers. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, might as Nuns. well been, uh, might as well have been that actually. It was it was a room full of nurse leaders, so it was um it was women, mostly women. Um there was a handful of men, and like most of them were were pushing like 50. There were there were senior nurses. And we're in Iowa. We're in a fucking. We're in like Des Moines, Iowa. We're I don't. A, I don't think you should refer to women in their late forties pushing fifty as seniors. I'm just gonna no, put no, that no, out no, there. no, 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 no. Senior nurses. Okay, senior. They were nurses. Se- they were senior within their their status. Of, okay, of nursing. Copy that. Se- they were senior nurses. They were Good just a bunch of old fucking nurses. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, 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 no. Like senior. They've been around for a while. Got it. Um, and. Uh, and so we're in Iowa, and Iowa is, is a red state. It is a, you know, it's uh, the Midwest, I guess is what you would call it. And um, and I give this talk, and a part of my talk is I, I talk, I, I tell the story of this guy named Andrew, Andrew Henderson, who was on Sick Boy. He was one of our earliest guests. He was one of, he was the first guest of ours that died. And so this is the story that I'm telling. I'm telling the story about this this guest that had a huge impact on us, especially after he passed away, because his death showed us this, it, it showed us this thing that we didn't know about ourselves and about the show and about how important these conversations are. That's the a general idea of the message. Now, Andrew is the most flamboyantly flaming gay man I've ever met in my entire fucking life. I, he, I describe him as absolutely fabulous in every fucking way. And so a part of that, a part of the, the story that I tell is I I'm painting a picture of who this person was. Right. And when I met Andrew, he was wearing skin tight leather pants and he had this big black furry vest and he has these long red Ruby nails and he's carrying this bottle of champagne and he's got a glittery eyeshadow on. And, and as I'm describing this, I flick up a, a photo of, of Andrew and he looks exactly like how I, I painted this picture. And it's, it's the most like astoundingly beautiful photo of an individual. You know, it's like it, it, when I look at it, I'm I'm taken back by this picture. But when the photo came up, I could like hear disdain oh. in the audience. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of I was kind of like, "Oh yeah. This is a very different environment than what I'm used to or what I'm naturally like used to. And this, this might not, 
resonate? This might not resonate the way that I thought it would. Yeah. And it's like, it just, it fucking always shocks me whenever I like make that realization that like, oh yeah, there's people in the world that don't like people who are gay. Or there's people in the world that, that fucking think abortion is the devil. Or there's people in the world that hear about someone who's going into a triad and goes, that bitch is crazy. Yeah. You know, like that is a crazy setup. That is Un- gross. That is gross. What? How does that work? I totally forget that because because we do this fucking work. So it is like a bit of a um, what's the not confirmation bias, but yeah, you're around people that have similar views that you're like, oh right, there's a whole other world out there. Well, it's interesting. Even before coming on the show today, I was just listening to some um, some past episodes. I think it was like maybe episode seventy seven, and you had um, uh, a researcher on, and it was talking about voles. And the non-monogamous brain mm-hmm. and the research. Anyway, I just thought that was fascinating. But I, was, in particular, I thought it was really interesting. Her point on some of this, I think the early research she was doing that showed that people, just the general public have a perception of people who are monogamous are smarter and more capable and you know, just better at life. Like they brush their teeth more, I think was like one of the jokes. Whereas they were like, what do you think of polyamorous people? And then all of the ratings went just like totally bottomed out. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like, well, no, that's just not, that's not the case (laughs) at all. It's like, you know, um, so I just thought that was really interesting because I think I, you know, just a gut feeling. It's like, yeah, people aren't maybe really down with this. But then when you have someone out there that's like, do you think that people that are poly are smart? And they're like, no, like, oh, well, my God, whoa. I mean, God, we did a We did an article for CBC. CBC did a, a, an interview with us and and they wrote up this article and they put it out. And the Facebook comments like, I mean, talk about a fucking reminder that there are people out there that are not okay. It's very polar. Oh my God. It's so There are bananas. people that are like, yeah, go them. Like, good for them living their lives. And then other people are like, this is the fucking devil. Yeah, yeah. just straight up. Like, yeah. yeah, there's people that, there's people that literally- They're gonna will, burn in hell. <laughs> yeah. There's very few people in the middle of that road. Yeah. I mean, there are the people that go- They just don't comment. <laughs> great, yeah, exactly. Great for them. Not for me. Yeah. Great for them. Yeah. Uh yeah, or like maybe the maybe that's the middle. Maybe that, that's, the, that seems like the middle. It's like yeah, I mean they're not hurting me. Yeah, like, yeah. Like that comment is like okay, yeah, like you're you're kind of in the middle. You don't really fucking care, but also you're not gonna like invest time into looking into this. And what <laughs> right. This yeah. Uh, and then there's the people that are just like, so what did the one guy? The one guy, <laughs> the one guy was like, sounds like a fucking cuck to me. <laughs> like. <laughs> You should read some of those comments oh out loud. Oh my god, that should be an episode. Just comment <laughs> oh, reading. Some of them were so funny. Oh I mean, man, so hateful, but I just laughed so hard. We're lucky that we have thick skin and that that stuff doesn't really. Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, because the the journalist be she reached out. She was like, "Are, are you, you okay?" okay? <laughs> she was like, "You guys okay?" We we're like, "Yeah." Are you kidding me? This is like this is gold. Yeah, I wonder how she felt. I mean, I wonder if she felt like under fire at all. I wonder if she. If she got, she's fired. She got fired. She doesn't work. She doesn't work anymore. <laughs> CBC was like, "You're fucking out." I love that the theme of representation has kind of like flowed through what you've said because um, there was there's that show the the um, what's it called that you mentioned? Oh, polyamorous married and dating that came from a while back. And there's one I think like 
uh, non some non traditional relationship structures are discussed in like the show Love, and then there's like another movie that came out recently called Newness, and there's like a TV show that's been around for a couple of years that's in the UK right now. I think it's an American show though, um, called You Me Her. And what, it's what about like, that one with the kid whose mom's a sex therapist? Oh yeah, sexual education. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, I should be I writing think- all these down. Yeah. <laughs> you should definitely watch Sexual Education. After the education. show, we'll do a, yeah. Yeah. Sexual yeah. Education is a great show. Yeah. Just like, but it, I mean, it doesn't necessarily touch on polyamory or anything like that, but I, I think, I think there have been now to this point, like I started watching this episode of You, Me, Her the other day upon recommendation from someone and, um, I didn't think it was great quality TV, but you don't see that kind of representation everywhere. And, but the whole premise of the show is about, a polyamorous couple and I think it'll be really interesting to see when you don't actually have to build a show around that premise mm. when it just actually like happens Exists. organically yeah and that it could be like oh it's like a side character that it's like just happens oh the neighbors you know oh we're going over to the neighbors and they just happen to be it's just like ingrained in day-to-day kind of life versus being this thing that's on a pedestal and like isn't this a freak show yeah, like, like yeah be, being a farce you yeah know, it's or, like or, anytime or, you watch a show with swingers in it it's a joke yeah yeah like it's 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 the easy joke it's like the guy with the throw fucking, your keys in the fishbowl and yeah, see what happens guy yeah. with the button-down shirt and the gold chain and like you know his, yeah. his wife with the you know wearing the the low-cut top and yeah and that's something that lgbtq people and people of color have been like experiencing for so long being like the token oh yeah the token person of color or you know the token like polyamorous couple or whatever maybe that'll it's really funny that you said that you brought that show up uh you me her or what is it yeah you me her her, and uh said that you just said that you weren't really into it like the quality was great uh and are, uh, we might be having the showrunner on the show. Are you going to tell them? Like, if, we, <laughs> if they come on the show, are you going to be like, yeah, I don't really like it. I didn't like it. Why do you make such a crappy show? <laughs> you could have done better you on this topic. You could have done topic. that better. Uh, I'm like, good start, but... Um, literally, E1 let- was like, hey, we want to get like, we want to get maybe the, what, a cast member or maybe the director to like come on the show. And we we're like, yeah, sure. And Friday watched the show. She's like, I don't like it. I don't like it. Cut. Um, but I only watched, let's to be fair, I jumped in the middle of like probably season yeah. whatever and like watched an episode. And so, you know, I think a, a show can create a world in a really effective way, but it's hard to inject yourself into like the middle of that world without it having any context. Oh, yeah. yeah. Watch, watch any show like that and you're going to go, I don't fucking like it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I'm not really connected to it. But yeah. they, they have a dedicated uh, viewership because it's been around for three years. So, you know. Big in the UK, apparently. It's, it's, it's you know, it's 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 probably got legs. I think it's fair to say that like you can maybe say, oh, it's good that this topic mm-hmm. exists and mm-hmm. that it's being showcased, but maybe you just don't like the way that it's done. I think that's fair too. Like yeah. if it's really campy or mm-hmm. I have no idea how they portray the characters, if it's just like playing into kind of stereotypes it's a and sitcom. whatever, you know what I mean? Then it's, it's kind of like, oh, like are these people yeah. not complex or interesting? I think that's kind of maybe the, I mean, reality show, <laughs> reality TV has, it's, you know, that's a whole other uh, can of worms, but the I one mean, you were talking about, the, yeah. poly, the polyamory, is that a, is that a doc? Is it a doc series? Like it's, it's about- kind of like a doc. It is kind of a docu series. It follows the couple or the kind of couples. Even it's just it's interesting the relation, like the words we use. Even the, though the word couple 
it seems innocuous but it's like really not inclusive but it's just like so mm, ingrained mm-hmm. anyway I just had to stop myself for a second but yeah the relationships um are it follows uh this this for what was it, the, it a pod there was a word for it that we just learned earlier and I can't remember so it followed them around their day-to-day lives like they all were together but then they all maintained outside relationships so they're as real well. they're real people it's not yeah oh, okay. exactly okay. and cool. even like this so they did a season and then they did a second season they followed that group around and then they followed another different tryout around and there were like by that point the show had groupies so there were like girlfriends and boyfriends being introduced to the show that were like fans of the first show and found out about it and were like we're gonna become Polly and then they were on it and some other ones are like yeah I don't really know about this that they're just doing it for their 15 minutes of fame or whatever but (laughs) anyway yeah but it was real people so that was really like I think that was really refreshing and I mean granted you know that's California huge population mm-hmm. um on and on and probably warm, more liberal i know warm all yeah. the time yeah, you're always on a beach like of yeah. course you're gonna you know <laughs> what's wine up? country life's good man what, what is the what's up with that is that a is that a real thing like do we have any studies about that california you know, no, no 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 warm no. cultures <laughs> being more liberal the couple the what's the what's the thing not calling that's like that's killing everyone um the <laughs> the 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 thing where people like in, they in it's a thing that happens what's the word for it when the winter comes, they find a partner, and when the wind and when the summer, cuffing season, cuffing, not calling, Jesus, cuffing, cuffing season, yeah, cuffing. So cuffing season, you is hoe like, it up in the summer, and then once the it starts to get cold, you need a cuddle buddy. So you're like, yeah, I'm gonna lock mm-hmm. it down with this. That's like person or people mm-hmm. different than putting a ring on it. It's like, just putting cuffs on them. Yeah, cu- cuffing like season just... is is coming to a close right now, and and it's <laughs> so statistically, this is I know that this is a fact. More uh, breakups happen during the times when it starts to transition into warmer warmer periods of the year so like i mean in la it's probably just breakups happening left right and center and people coupling up all over the place but like in canada it's like so many breakups are happening like right around now spring yep springtime in preparation for patio season and maxi skirt season and maxi skirt season what the fuck's a maxi well do you know just like when a girl's wearing like one of those like flowy kind of like you know it's like flowy but it's Mm form-fitted and it hits the butt and the okay you know you know what i mean i know exactly what you mean yeah i love yeah it's that season that's yeah that's my i like that season that's a good season that season yeah yeah and guys are guys are running without Without any shorts oh. on. <laughs> without any sh- I thought you were going to say without any underwear on. And- yeah. Just all bouncing the, around. All the shorts come out. <laughs> yeah. Like immediately. Yeah. God, 10 shorts. degrees, shorts and sandals. Toned shoulders and legs. Yes, please. That's nice. Yeah. yeah I like that. Nice. Well, this was... <laughs> <laughs> we went some places. We did. Uh, Laura, I want to say thank you for, for having the uh, the courage to come in here and, and like share your story Knowing that you you haven't sort of like come out to your entire surrounding community and and to uh, just to be up for having this like really enlightening and fun conversation. Thank you for having me. It's a it's a huge honor, and maybe I'll just send everyone the episode link. That's it. As <laughs> my way to come out. Actually, a recent guest of ours. She's been sending it out to her Tinder dates. I saw that. Yeah, so she's yeah. like, yo, here's what you need to be prepared for. This is your material that you need to be up on. That is yeah. it. Yeah, I so. love it because it. Well, with what you're saying, it's just like, yeah, it doesn't have to be a big thing to come out. It just is. Just is. Get used to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, well, thank you again. It really means a lot. Thank you. And thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. We will be back next week, as we always are. And in the meantime, uh, there's a few things you could do to help us out. 
We say it every week. Go over to Apple Podcast, uh, hit the rating and review buttons, um, and you know, say a couple words. Um, uh, they don't have to be nice. You can you can leave a shitty review if you want, um, but all those reviews count. And uh, hit It'll the subscribe button because that's a big one. Bring us closer together. Those negative reviews. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, you can also help the podcast uh, keep on ticking. Um, you know, we, we are a part of a podcast network, but that really has nothing to do with anything, to be honest with you. Uh, this is just Bridie and I, and this is, uh, you know, a thing that we put a lot of hard work and time into. And and it a lot of it actually wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for our Patreon subscribers. So go on over to patreon.com slash turn me on. Even if you just go over to look at the cool perks that come with being a part of our our little Patreon community. And uh, who knows? Maybe you'll want to donate, uh, you know, a dollar a month or some cool amount. Um, <laughs> uh, so that would mean the world to us. Um, and if you want to reach out, you can always do that in multiple different ways. Yep. On our website, turnmeonpodcast.com. There's a guest submission form and a place to submit uh, brain boners, which are questions that Jeremy and I will offer our uh, totally un- um, unprofessional advice to. And uh, or email us at termionpodcast at gmail.com or you can reach out in uh, through our Instagram mm-hmm. at termionpodcast. Lots of butts over there too. Send your butts in. We'll put it up. We'll post your butt for you. Um, I think that's the best thing we ever did. It is, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, lots of, lots of juicy bums up there. Uh, that is it for this week. Until next week. Go fuck yourself. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.